Hey everyone, this is Jeff Stevens and this is the Creative Stick Up. This week I've got Daniel Wiseman on the cast. He is the creative director and one of the founders of Pixel Press, one of the feel-good startup stories of St. Louis. Um, I know I've been following this company for uh, the last couple years. Uh, a bunch of ex-agency and marketing guys were involved in its founding and it was uh, a very simple idea. How do you allow kids to use physical tools to invent their own digital um, app? their own digital game. Um, it started out with drawing, um, and now it's moved on to this product called Bloxels, and I'm gonna let Daniel tell you all about it, but Pixel Press is poised for growth. They've recently done a deal with Mattel Toys, um, and they are going to hit the big time, hopefully. So Daniel kind of tells us all about that, what it's like to be a creative director of a fast-growing startup, the good times, the bad times, the very first round of funding all the way to where they're at today. Please enjoy my conversation with Daniel Wiseman. the idea they came to. And are you working somewhere at this point? Yeah. You, so everyone's my got day partner, jobs. My partner, um, one of my other partners, Rob Bennett, um, is, has been my best friend for 16 years now, 17 years, um, and bands together. Yeah. We've worked at a bunch of different places together, um, and we had our own little, call it an agency. Yeah. Put it in quotes. Um, and you're developing. He's developing. Okay. I'm the creative, gotcha. um, creative director of that company. It's yeah. just us two, so there's no really director. Yeah, um, <laughs> um, you're making stuff. And we had a couple of big clients that kind of kept us afloat as far as that goes. Yeah. And um, so we're doing that. We have an office, you know, just us two. And Robin, we've known Robin from working with him in the past. Um, Rob had worked with him, my partner. Okay. Um, he comes to us with this idea and is like, "Look, I want to make a video." I want to, um, I want to do a Kickstarter, and you know we obviously validated that his idea was cool. Yeah, and yeah. we're like, man, this is this could be really neat. So let's do it. Yeah, and we do a Kickstarter with, you know, like some videos of like ideas. We hadn't really done it yet. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, so it's um, sort of a video of how it might work. Yeah, how it could yeah. work. It's a video of this is what it looks like maybe <laughs> to do this but yeah. you know um, we did it as professionally as possible yeah. and um, put it up there not expect I mean we expected it to to kind of be a hit but you know always in the back of your head when you're sure. doing that you're, you're hopeful but yeah. cautiously hopeful right um, and it blew we, up we asked for $100,000 we got one hundred ten. wow and all of a sudden we had to start a company so that's the we started on an upswing yeah. by you know funding <laughs> our first kickstarter yeah hiring you know a developer to come on and kind of help us through the the real like deep computer science part of it you know optical character recognition through this graph paper with little glyphs that people are drawing and how to make that actually work and yeah. turn it into a video game yeah and then how do we skin it with the art? Because I can make the art, but that's as far as I go. Yeah. You know, I don't yeah. know how to do anything beyond that. That's funny. Um, so you were, so it's literally just an idea at this point. Yeah. You're not, just, you, just it's a great idea. idea. Yeah. You think it's possible to mm -hmm. make it. Yeah. But you're like, oh, well, just, I mean, we were, 
pretty we were confident. pretty confident sure. that we could do it. And Rob, my my partner at the time, my partner now, but who I, um, my best friend, is a developer, programmer, um, much more accomplished programmer now than he was three years ago. Obviously, just from working in the startup, um, yeah, world. But he, you know, he kind of put a. a whatever stamp of approval you could put on it saying yeah I think this will work yeah so we we, we were confident enough to take $100,000 that's cool and, and was the $100,000 just a number you pulled out of somewhere or did you think like you oh know, I think this will get us to this place. as far as I know I think it is um, <laughs> I don't know if Robin Robin made that Robin did the whole Kickstarter Robin's background in marketing is um, way yeah, he's, more advanced than any of us yeah um, producer yeah. Jack of all trades. He yeah, really he, does a lot he of really is, and yeah. um, he kind of put together Kickstarter, and you know, any like anything, it's kind of you think you know what you're doing, but you never. It's not like you have a formula for right. how to make that work. Yeah, and um, so I guess yeah, it's probably somewhat arbitrary amount, but yeah. it was what we thought we needed to hire the people yeah. we needed yeah. and to actually make it happen. Do you remember seeing this idea for the first time and thinking, yes, this is awesome? Like, the, the original pitch was, I can draw on graph paper or on a computer screen. It was on graph paper. A video yeah. game idea, mm-hmm. and then somehow that's going to be a super easy way to make this game. Yeah. Well, and this is at the time of Angry Birds. This is at the time yeah. of phone games. This is at a time of... Of not as much pixel art. Yeah. You know, and it, almost everything we do, while we've embraced pixel art as part of our, you know, aesthetic, yeah. our brand, it almost has to be pixel art for yeah. it to work right yeah. yeah and um we didn't have you know it's not like we had every little nitpicky detail down but yeah it, it was something when he came to me i guess because of the age we are and the and the era that we grew up in with those kind of video games it just made sense yeah to some people older and and younger than us it takes a little bit more explaining to be like this is you know, this is a platform game. These are spikes. These are, yeah. you know, the platforms you run on. Like, they have to really think hard about it to understand. You have to almost show them a video of yeah. how it works. But yeah. we, you know, they grew up drawing these video games. You know, I grew up drawing, like, dossiers of video game characters and mazes with, like, drawn buttons that you push to make spikes come out and yeah. kill goblins. And yeah. So, so you, it just made sense. You were from this world yeah. of gaming. This, uh, yeah, anybody that's 30... Yeah. Mid thirties grew up wanting a Nintendo when they were seven years old. Yeah, and probably getting one. And, yeah, you know you just. I've got two boys. That's all they talk about. Yeah, that's just all they talk. Yeah, about. Yeah, it's funny how it's it's remained a constant. Uh, well, you know, obviously gaming has evolved. Yeah, a lot, but just the idea of of that of sitting in front of a device and playing a game. Is, yeah. Never changes. Everybody, every kid wants to do it. Yeah, yeah it's cool. And, and now that you're involved, this, do you have kids? I do. I have one, three year old. He's not old enough to not he's quite old enough yet. to throw the blocks all over the floor <laughs> and and or eat them. That's Other funny. That. So you guys get this hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Now you're in business. Mm-hmm. And then what happens? Like, when we, do you figure uh, out that you got to re- really retool this whole thing? Um, you know, we at that point in time, we knew that it wasn't going to be enough to see everything through even yeah. the promises that we made on Kickstarter probably yeah. um, you know we had these stretch goals we had the stuff that people wanted so we knew it was enough to hire somebody on to probably get a product made yeah. enough to appease the people that gave us money yeah. we knew if we wanted to make it a company yeah. we had to like start seeking out investment yeah. start you know finding more people to work with us um, 
and, and just run it like a company. At yeah. that point, it was just some dudes like with yeah. an idea. Yeah. And so that's kind of where I, I sort of tapped out. Yeah. As a creative director, I'm I'm very much the creative, even more so than a director. Yeah. And Robin is very much the CEO and the business minded business strategy person. We all have our our roles and they're very um, defined. So Robin sort of took off from there. And we um, we started in on the Capital Innovators yeah. class yeah. and moved into T Rex. Okay. So we had a. The, we so there's resources here in town. Oh yeah, there's a lot of resources. Yeah. So town. tell me there's all the so ones many. you figured out to use. So, so Capital Innovators. So great. Capital Innovators was great. And, it's, and what um, is that like? It's an exactly. incubator. Okay. Um, I, I don't. I wasn't part of it. You okay. know, like as much as Robin was. Yeah. Um, I was really focused on the product and, you know, whatever iteration of it it was at that time. Yeah. It, looking back on it now, it didn't seem like it was that important of work, but yeah. when you're in it, it's like, oh my God, this is what we're doing. I have to, yeah. you know, I have to do this perfect. So Rob and I were, um, you know, really head down trying to figure out how like to a make brand this, and how yeah. to make it work and yeah. just like trying to, trying to make a, a company look like a company yeah. on the outside with yeah. also having a product. So we joined Capital Innovators. They gave us another chunk of money. Um, I think it was, you get $100,000 when you are accepted in the class, but 50000 of it is cash, 50000 of it is services. So, gotcha. they, you know, they start pushing you into like a legal, you start, you know, figuring yeah. out that stuff that yeah. you need to have. Yeah. And, and you get free months worth of legal and then start paying lawyers a whole lot of money right is that what happens <laughs> oh yeah that's what happens for sure I think <laughs> I think we pay lawyers more than we pay anybody probably yeah um, that's funny which is good they've been wonderful and um, and I can't imagine doing it without them if you want to you know if you have a product like ours and you need patents and you need yeah. stuff like that yeah like, this needs, this you have to have to be it done. it's a necessary evil yeah just, it's just not a very inexpensive necessary evil right um, so we did that and through that we kind of became validated within the um, St. Louis yeah. startup business entrepreneur community yeah. you know you met everybody yeah you meet people of course Robin knew people from Cool Fire and we knew a few people from our forays and uh, you know we're all like yeah. sort of on edge industries that are part of yeah. what the startup people do we just weren't in this entrepreneurial yeah you know. and are you guys officing out of T-Rex at the time we were so okay. when we we started. Is this with, the old T Rex? Yeah, the railway exchange. The railway building, exchange. I think, yeah, old Macy's. Yeah, um, which is a cool building. Cool building. Um, I actually heard that it somebody bought somebody bought it. Somebody's oh, developing out of town developing. Good. I, it's don't quote me. Yeah, yeah. But, it's massive. But um, yeah, I would like to see it become something really yeah, cool. Yeah, I think everyone would. Um, so we moved in there, which was it was different. Rob and I. Um, were, had our agency in the old uh, Globe Democrat building, yep. which um, has since that office has become my wife's photography studio. Oh, good. Um, she was actually there before I was, and then I found out how cool that building was, and we moved in. Yeah. Super cheap, super big yeah. warehouse office that looked like something out of a movie. Yeah. You, know, you walk into this big empty room, and it's so on Tucker, like Tucker and yeah, Tucker and between convention and yeah. And, um, Washington. Yeah. What's the biggest road yeah, in downtown yeah. Washington? Yeah. Um, so we were there, and then when we did the Captain Innovators, we were like, well, I guess we need to move and become part of that. And we moved into this office that is not a whole lot bigger than this room we're in right now. Yeah. Probably, uh, we're in the uh, smallest room of the yeah. uh, 
smoking lounge over at Brendan's, if you can picture that. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, probably two hundred square feet. Yeah, maybe, maybe. hundred square feet. We might have had a little more than this, but not much. Yeah, we had. So but you're in the action. Yeah, we're in it. You know, we're we're meeting people. Um, we're around a bunch of people trying to do the same thing we're doing. Um, and we weren't in that office very long before we moved to another office, which I think was like a kitchen lounge. Once we hired a few more guys, and I think we made a lot of uh, people angry because we took over the kitchen lounge, right. so they didn't have a place to sit anymore. Yeah. And, but, is, um, and is this the total bootstrapping? You yeah. guys have a little bit of money. You have a little bit of money. Um, but you're trying to make this product. you got to make something that you can get a whole lot of money. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Or at least get, garner more investment, which during this time That's of what switching doing. offices, we had pulled on more investors and um, were constantly talking to more people. And, yeah. And, you know, however close we got to not having money, there was always somebody to come in and kind of help you along. I guess they call them angels for angels. a reason. That's you know? it. Angel, angel investment. But That's cool. Um, yeah, you know, every once in a while we'd get a chunk of money, we'd hire some people, and um, eventually we got enough chunks of money, and we finished the Capital Innovators class, which was, I can't remember how long it was. Mm-hmm. Um, it was at the same time that T-Rex was in the middle of moving to the Lambert building from the railroad exchange building. And we took that opportunity to, you know, go ahead and get our own uh, office. Cause we had hired, you know, we had, I think we were seven people strong at that point. Yeah. And we had released floors, which was the first app that we had the Kickstarter for. Okay. Um, and we were, you know, so I kind of skipped over a big part of that story is during that time we were approached by cartoon network um, to release uh, an Adventure Time game based oh. around the same technology. So okay. they wanted to see floors work. Yeah. Once floors worked, you know, all of a sudden we have this Cartoon Network uh, yeah. game that we're making. Um, so we put all our energy into that. It's during the same time that we moved offices. Money was rolling in a little better. Yeah. And um, so we went to... The and the Adventure Time game. game got released. Yeah, it did. Adventure Time game was... Adventure Time a badass show. It is really really cool and really you know even funny to a 36 year old yeah and and also really different and perfect for what we were doing because there's all these separate worlds and all these things it just makes for a perfect video game and um, we actually had the opportunity to create a new character just with our video game for his name's the doodle wizard and he was voiced by Weird Al oh you're kidding yeah they, they contracted Weird Al to do it so we worked with Cartoon Network Digital, a game development company out of Phoenix um, called Grumpy Face, and then us, we were working on the tech and um, some of the UI and yeah. stuff like that for it. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it was super cool. That's awesome. I was sort of glazed over that, yeah, but, that's, but yeah. that, was a, that was a really big deal on a really big feather in our cap as a company at that time. Yeah. It got us a lot more investment. Um, during that time, we also added another investor and board member in uh, Rich Chaffetz. Okay. If you know Chaffetz I've Arena. Heard, is, I've, we've heard the name yeah, here in Chaffetz, town. Um, so he's, uh, he's a part of the company, too, with, along with his investment group. And uh, is, is um, a board member and and uh, all-around helper. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he's, fixer. He's, he's been that yeah. that voice of reason on, on several occasions. Good. Um, and, yeah, so we moved to that office and we started taking off we had a Cartoon Network game that got released and um, it did pretty you know it did pretty yeah. well it did actually really well it was up for a BAFTA if you know oh, yeah. what that is which British, is pretty a British, uh, British something actor, film and yeah, television, television awards yeah. um, it's kind of a big deal we, we were up against huge um, yeah. 
like mine. We didn't win, yeah. obviously, but we uh, we referenced Minecraft and some Nintendo properties. Um, wow. So it was nominated for that. It won a, a host of other awards. It was the only app Cartoon Network has had that featured is, by Apple. Oh, wow. Um, in the kids and the regular category, I believe. Um, so, yeah, it was a, it was a um, from the outside, a very, a very big success yeah. for us. You know, obviously the inner workings of working with corporate, you know, a corporate property and several people, it it's, seems like more of a success than it, it would be um, yeah. monetarily or whatever. Yeah. But, That's awesome. But it, it was certainly, it's certainly great. Um, and then from there, we started to realize... Um, just from working. Did that throw you off your original plan having to do this thing or were you all like, no, no, um, let's do this it thing? It did a little bit. Um, but it's great for us have, to do this. We didn't have a really solid, you know, plan of action because we'd been talking to them since the Kickstarter. Yeah. And it was kind of like always this thing we wanted to do. Gotcha. Um, looking back, uh, we wouldn't have done anything different. Yeah. At the time, it, we had to devote all our time to it because we didn't have a big team. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, you, you know, you want to you want to plan for the future, but you're head down in something that you're doing at the moment. It, it's just hard, yeah. but it's always hard. Yeah. Know? So, so with that though, we learned a lot of stuff. Yeah. Because, you know, working with with the creative direction at Cartoon Network and all of their questions and all their concerns with how this draw your own video game thing works and how it. It makes sense, but it kind of doesn't make sense, and we need to, you know, we need to account for it with the, in the software. If people don't have paper or they can't draw, yeah. you know, a kid can't always draw, you know, really well. Yeah. And, and it's not even drawing; it's more like, can you make a teeny tiny X? Yeah. With you know, kid motor skills. You yeah. Know, maybe not. Yeah. Um, so that it, it led us to where we are now okay. with them um, because of the fallibility of yeah. drawing. Yeah. So it's sort of this proof moment of does yeah. this really gonna work? Yeah. Yeah, That's I mean, cool. I think, I, I think we'd still be where we are. You know, maybe later, maybe we wouldn't be exactly where we are right now. But we would have learned eventually that we needed to move to this color identification system rather than. And so, tell me what this is called and how you, how you guys got there. So, Bloxels, Bloxels, um, Bloxels is, is what that it's called. Your company, same company. It's just our product. Okay, so, it's a product. So it's a brand. Pixel Press is the technology behind it, and Bloxels is the is the product. physical thing. That yes. I can buy, and there's little blocks, little blocks, and I can put them in. Oh, it's like a light bright, sort, sort of, of but yeah, with blocks. without light, yeah, yeah, without the light. But you can make. That's where yeah. you can design the game. Yeah, I can try to paint a uh, a picture with words. Yeah. So, you have a board. Mm-hmm. And you have a thirteen by thirteen grid within that board, and the grid is made up of spaces for these blocks. So there's uh, 169 possible spaces in a square. Yeah. Thirteen by thirteen. Yep. Um, you have eight different color blocks that, uh, on one hand, mean uh, they symbolize different assets in a platform-style video game. So, like Mario Brothers, original Mario Brothers. Yeah, you know, the old school Mario Brothers. The old Brothers. Mario Brothers. Yeah. Mario Brothers 2, Super yeah. Mario Bros. 3, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Terraria. Yeah, exactly. My or, kids are um, huge fans of Terraria. Yeah. yeah, but I think everybody's kids are. Yeah. Um, so, green. There's eight different colors. You have green which would uh, symbolize terrain or the platforms that you walk on. We have red, which is a hazard, lava, Mm -hmm. spikes, whatever you want to make it. Blue is water. Uh, Pink is power-ups. Purple is enemies. Gold is coins. Um, Orange is exploding terrain or exploding blocks. And then we have uh, 
a white block, which is, is called a story block. Yeah. And that is accounts for checkpoints within the game, but also a way for um, the user to create di- dialogue within the game. So yeah. you can put it in there, and then within the software, when when the hero gets next to it, mm-hmm. you'll see a message that you can type in. Yep. And kids use it to, you know, create very elaborate, yeah. strange storylines most of the time. Yeah. Um, so that's one aspect of what you can do with the board. And then on on the flip side, you can use it to create 13 by 13 pixel art. Okay. So you create your heroes with it. You create the art that scans all the terrain, um, the enemies, all that stuff you can make on this board. Take a picture of all this stuff. It brings it into the app, which is called Bloxels Builder. Mm-hmm. Which is Bloxels. Either yep. way, you want to search for it. Yep. Um, and then you can further edit color you can animate. Okay. Um, you can create states of animation for heroes. So you string animations together and it knows, you know, whether you're jumping or whether you're walking or whether you're standing still and you can have different animations for things like that. Well, um, and then you can configure different blocks to like, if you have an enemy, you can make it fly, you can make it walk, you can make it stand still can also use the board in a more complex way with what we call enemy brains which is um the different colors mean different things like totally different things so uh-huh. you can fill your board with a bunch of blue blocks and that means size mm-hmm. you take a picture of it attach it to an enemy and all of a sudden the enemy is huge okay you could put some blue blocks some yellow blocks kill the enemy this big enemy i'll give you some coins yeah so it further it's a further creative so is play. it like you're creating frame by frame of the game and then taking pictures and it uh-huh. kind of animates the different plot parts of the story is it sort of like that um somewhat yeah. you can't so you can you can link these boards together gotcha so you have a 13 by 13 room yeah we call it 13 by 13 by 13 by 13 because everything's based on this yeah you know you're creating a world grid. and it's different grids yeah. of this all around so yes. you're creating a world that also fits into 13 by 13 that's right. the map is yep. what we call it yep so you plug in these captured layouts yep link them together and you can make, I mean the game can be hours long totally if you want to it can take you a long time to make it yeah. but people like to you know, yeah, and that essentially is here. the product. Instead of drawing, you've created Bloxels. Mm-hmm. That's how the design's made. Then the picture's done in the app, and then it all comes to life on a yep. digital screen. Yeah, it comes to life, and then you can take it a step further by sharing it. Yep. So we have a community um, based around it. It's called the Infinity Wall. Okay. And um, you can upload a game if you want. You can upload just a character. You can upload an enemy, just a static board you make if yeah. you like it yeah other people can use the coins that they earn within the game they don't have to pay for it with real money but just stuff that you that you earn within the game to buy other people's stuff, stuff if they oh, want to cool. use it yeah like you um, make a wicked hero or yeah and they can buy it and use it in their game so and then cool. the person gets the coins for it so it's a little economy that we have going on that's um, great even steps down the line like if I buy something from you and somebody buys something from me and somebody buys something from them you'll get the coins oh that's cool yeah, so, so you still get your intellectual property yeah, you through keep the your entire intellectual world property. I mean it's really our intellectual property <laughs> sure. at this point, but, but, but I know what you're saying yeah totally um, and so that's uh, that's been a fun thing we really want to take that a step further in the coming years to to make it more social um, to make it more of a community driven experience where people are fo- you know they can already follow each other but to you know curate games to feature different games in, in certain ways and to to foster more 
at least as much communication as we can with a kids app. You know, yeah. There's a lot of regulations sure. there where you can't do a whole lot, but yeah. but there's fun things you can do. Well, maybe you can't comment on somebody's with words. Maybe we can open it up to emojis and yeah. things like that. Yeah. You know, like, right now, you can't comment on anything, but yeah, you know, ideas like that we we throw around and. Um, that's awesome. And adding to profiles and stuff like that. And, and so where are you guys at today with where you thought you'd be or where you need to be? Are you on track or are you... We are... And you're on an upswing. We're on an upswing right now. Last year at this time, we were kind of on a downswing, you know, through... I won't get too deep into it, but, you know, you, you come to bleak times, yeah, you know, it, throughout it the life of a sure, company. Yeah. Um, Starting up is like you're either on your couch in a fetal position or going wildly yeah, mad for success. Yeah, exactly. Is that how it's been? We Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did that, uh, you know, for three, three years it's been three almost, years. Yeah. and um, recently things have gotten a lot more stable. Good, and um, and we're able to, you know, staff up a little more and feel comfortable with yeah. that. Um, well, you got to have users out there. People are doing this. Yeah, downloading people are doing it. it. People are downloading it. It's uh, about to be a lot more. I don't know the exact number of users we have, but. You know, it's in the tens of thousands, That's and great. coming Christmas, it's going to, you know, we have 300,000 units going out. Wow. Out and this there, is so, so the physical product is great, because you can, you're selling a physical product, yeah. Bloxels, and that's a whole different thing than just graph paper and pencils, which you guys oh, have yeah. nothing in, mm-hmm. and it's a much easier way to think about it. So it is. It's a great physical product that can lead back to the digital mm-hmm. thing, and I think that's great. I, I don't like... Like the Legos one where you had to put the Lego things on the physical board to have them in the... Yeah, it was a little difficult. It was a little difficult, and it wasn't... It was just a waste of money for the physical... Like, why do you need these two yeah, things? Yeah, exactly. But the Bloxels seem like you... It's really, really innovative and interesting. There is, especially for the demographic, um, because the parents are making the buying decisions yeah. still. And parents love the idea of yeah. their kid not being face down in a screen all the totally. time. And regardless of how we feel about that, I... Yeah. I personally don't think it's as bad as some people make it out to yeah, be. Yeah, tell, tell me I was going to ask you that. You think it's okay for kids? And, and we all, and as a parent of young boys, and I'll tell you my story yeah. of my interaction with you guys at the library, uh-huh. but you're constantly worried about this, mm-hmm. kids being sucked into. Yeah, and, and while, you know, on one hand you're like constantly worried about it, and you, you, you sometimes think too hard about it, but on the flip side... It's so easy to distract your child with it when yeah. you want to have a dinner that yeah. isn't filled with a kid screaming right. or, you know, yeah. you want to do something as a couple, you know, yeah. in a different room or whatever. Like yeah. you, it's a, it's a double-edged sword, I it guess, is. It's, a, it's the perfect metaphor for yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but we tell ourselves they're learning and I think yeah. what you guys have invented is a really easy way to get your head around that. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. not, they're learning, they're building. Yeah. They're doing. And they're, you know, anywhere from motor skill development for the younger kids to design thinking yeah. to, you know, there's a whole EDU side of it that we haven't even touched on. Um, oh yeah, going teachers, into schools. You know, and, oh, are curriculums yeah. and lesson plans around it. Um, yeah. It's an easy way to retain information um, when kids are creating their own. We've seen kids make, you know, a game about presidents and use you know wow. research that they've made they've done to you know the coin because this one president went from being fat to being really healthy the coins went from being you know grilled cheese sandwiches to Brussels sprouts yeah and you know I remember that they remember that I didn't even make it and I remember it you know and yeah. and while it's not the most important piece of information that you'd ever need to remember yeah, yeah. It's, it, it works with everything yeah it's, yeah. It's way better than just 
reading dates out of a book. Totally, totally. So, so there's that whole side of it, which is wonderful too. So you guys are in, you guys are in pole position, ready to rock out of here. Yeah, yeah. It's um, we're we're ready. We're on the upswing. Good. And uh, since the Mattel partnership, yeah. for sure, and, which we haven't touched on either. Yeah, let's talk about uh, that. Mattel came to you and said, "We want you." Yes, Mattel um, made a little company, a little toy company. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, they're <laughs> they're small. <laughs> they're um, yeah, they're it was at first very surprising. Um, as we got through it, it's you know like any big merger between us, a very small business and a very massive business is yeah. filled with lawyers and filled with yeah contracts that I wasn't a part of. Right. So I, I couldn't tell you, I couldn't answer any questions about that. Good but for you. Stay out of yeah. this. It was nice to not be a part of that. Yeah. There, there are um, advantages to being an artist. Yep. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Whatever you guys want to do. Yeah. Um, but it's been all all good so far. So we we had a booth at... We've had a booth the past two years at Toy Fair. It's almost coming up to the third year of the New York Toy Fair. We okay. started with a 4 by 4 2 by 2 Let's say 2 by 2 foot space. Yeah sharing another person's 10 by 10 foot space, another small toy company, um, who was a distribution partner of ours. Um, they were bigger, they're bigger, um, as far as, as, um, how many people work there. They're still bigger than we are. Um, but they're, they focus more out of the country, I believe. Um, so we're sharing their booth. There's a, there's a good combination because they do colored block type, Mm -hmm. you know, tangible fit together puzzle toys. And, we ended up winning best of the toy fair with a wow. two foot by two foot wow. booth that year, um, or one of the best of the toy fair. I would say best because yeah. there's several different categories. Sure. Um, um, in my mind, it was the best. Of course. Uh, yeah. So we moved the next year. We have a ten by ten booth. Yeah. Um, and stuffed in the back of what they call Tech Alley. Um, is this the, like in uh, Vegas somewhere? Oh uh, no, New York. New York, New York so it's City. Just a massive it's thing. It's humongous. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Humongous. It's crazy. Gajillions of people, of um, course. So we have a ten by ten foot booth and we're have all these meetings and we're going to meet with all these different toy companies. We're starting to garner all this attention. And it, it's the it, we go up to Mattel the, to give you a perspective, um, the Javits Center is where it was. Yeah. And it's who knows probably a million square feet sure. I honestly have no idea yeah. it's, it, that's not even a stretch it could be more than that right. um, floors and floors of, of conference room convention center space and then there's this upper level and it's the Mattel booth yeah booth I put that yeah, quote which is their whole is entire, an entire room which is bigger yeah. than you know yeah half a city block or more yeah. it's humongous and it's all Mattel you have to go through security to get in there because yeah. it has sensitive toy information and we're meeting with people there, you know, they're just kind of showing us around, talking about it. We've already been talking about partnering um, a little bit before that, but that's when it started, like, really rolling, and at least in my mind. Yeah. So we're this little company in 10 by 10 booth. We're going to this big booth. And then this year, we'll be sharing. Wow. That. So we go from 2 feet by 2 feet to 10 foot by 10 foot to 30,000 million square feet. Yeah. However many square wow. feet. Wow. So when is that? It's a... Uh, over Valentine's Day ish weekend okay. usually February yeah coldest time that you could ever be in New yeah, York yeah but whatever it's Painful. a good time to be in New York yeah it was else pretty, yeah we were there over Valentine's Day last year That's and awesome. my wife was up there with me and they uh, and is Mattel a they bought you they're your partner they're distributing your tour what are they doing they're a partner they did okay. not buy us um, 
I don't know. On the safe side, I don't know yeah. how much of that stuff. Yeah, is specifically what it is. Specifically what yeah. I can talk about. Yeah. Um, but we're a partner. They handle distribution. They handle uh, consumer distribution. Yeah. They handle consumer marketing and manufacturing. So that's the 300,000 units going out this Yeah, we couldn't Christmas. have done that yeah, for not, Christmas and that quickly yeah. of a time or or that much of a time. It might be 250,000. Yeah, um, but still. Still a lot. And yeah. so that's why that's happening. That's is so Because great. they did that and wanted that to happen. And, and so we, far so good with that. Yeah. So far so great. Yeah, we're in, you know, since October we've been in Target, Walmart, Amazon, Toys R Us, Barnes & Noble, um, and GameStop. So get your, if you're listening and you need a toy idea for your children this Christmas. Yeah, there you go. Like Black Friday, yeah, go get Go get it at one of those stores or bloxelsbuilder.com. Yeah. Uh, and that's where you start. Get the Bloxels first, then get the app. Uh, either way. Okay, doesn't You matter. go either way. You okay. can use it a little bit without the board. Um, there's, it's a Well, my kids, so just, limited yeah. experience. You guys are down at the St. Louis Library, I don't know, two weekends ago. Mm-hmm. We signed up, brought the kids down. Of course, as my kids are, they don't want to do anything that I want them to do, so I have to beg them to get there. We walk yeah. in, and I'm like, no, no, you're going to go build your own. And they're into Trey. They're into this. This yeah. is perfect. It. And so it was a two hour, two or three hours. Dropped them yeah. off, they, and they were all grumpy, and then came back, and they had built awesome, awesome. games together, worked together to build that this is... game, got to got stand up and show their game to everyone. Oh, yeah. It was they, awesome. They the were kids, in love with it. We see that a lot. Not, I bet. Not a lot of... A lot of kids are, are excited up front. Yeah. And they get more excited after it finishes, but they get really excited to show off what they've made. Yeah. To, even to just play on the board, which yeah. is half the you know half the experience. But every once in a while, you'll get a kid that comes up. We did a, a um, sort of demo event at, a, at an independent toy store here in St. Louis called Happy Up. Okay. And um, it's a very small event. There's probably 12 kids total. And a couple of kids came up to me, and they were they were like, so what is this anyway? Yeah. And, like, and I was like, <laughs> well, you can build your own video game. They're like, oh. You know, maybe didn't like video games, but they sat yeah. down together, and all of a sudden, yeah. they just started doing it. I was like, you can make characters with it. You don't have to make a full video game. If yeah. you, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Think about it as art. Yeah. And, and then, you know, they did, and all of a sudden there's rainbow unicorns everywhere. Yeah. It was great. That's awesome. Yeah. So what, from a branding standpoint, what have you uh, had to put into this? Has it evolved over time? It's evolved. Or you, what have you, what, like, what aesthetic are you cooking there? What's your, you what's know, the idea of this thing? Th- this recent iteration, I say recent, within the past year, since Bloxel started is when it, the brand has really felt like something I could solidify and get behind yeah. um, you know before that it felt like just making apps you know you just make a logo yeah it, it, everything felt kind of disparate and we'd have everything went so fast that there was no style guides or no yeah, yeah. anything like that um, you'd make a pattern somebody'd be like that's cool oh well all of a sudden it's on everything yeah, like, yeah. you don't have time to take it down or even think about it um, and with Cartoon Network we had our own kind of aesthetic to the characters and stuff mm-hmm, that was mm-hmm. different than the show um, the Adventure Time show, but obviously you're pretty, pretty locked in yeah. to what yeah. you can do. Even with something like Adventure Time, which is really like the style guide yeah. that I saw was like, here's how you kind of do it, but have fun and who yeah. cares? That's cool. Which was cool. That's you know, super when cool. When you're working with something like that, and it was really fun to yeah. just to see all that stuff. Um, especially as an illustrator, that's my background as illustration, and yeah. so that's what 
I really enjoy is creating the characters and you know we've had a lot of stuff that's never seen the light of day yeah. that, that was a lot of fun to work on but with Bloxels it, it just felt natural to to have a really colorful mm-hmm. brand yeah. you know because of the colored blocks mm-hmm. and you know there's eight different colors that runs the gamut it has to run the gamut of yeah. the color spectrum sure for the tech, the technology to work. So we have what you would, you know, logically say, wow, why would you ever have a brand with all those different colors? That's like, doesn't make any sense. It's not really a palette, but it's like you're, you hone it and the block colors themselves are not beautiful, but we took tones from those and Mm -hmm. we created kind of a cohesive aesthetic and, um, it, it's made it, so that we can almost do anything yeah. within a, yeah. you know, within a Which is kind box, of what the point of it all is. Yeah. It's to build your own thing yeah, in some ways, exactly. right? Yeah, exactly. So we've, you know, I've gotten better as a, as a creative since we started, which has helped to, you know, doing it every day mm-hmm. and directing and stuff like that. It's my first real creative director job. Yeah. Um, and then working with big companies has kind of validated yeah. that so I've gotten a lot more confidence um, in my skills as That's far as awesome. that goes yeah. and so we we push the brand a lot of different ways you know our educational brand looks a little different than you know maybe our consumer focused brand which looks a little different than than our digital mm-hmm. you know software mm-hmm. UI and mm-hmm. brand there and it all works together but it all has its own kind of um, yeah. aesthetic which is a lot of fun yeah. it's been a lot of fun to do that all right, here we get the Brennan yeah. Siren. Yay! We're looking out at Maryland and Euclid. There they go. Well, Daniel, thanks, man, for sitting yeah. down. So, yeah. what's going on for the next five years? You got the next five year plan? Next five year plan. You're blowing we, up, uh, going international. Yeah, you know, we probably will go international. We have some stuff we can't talk about, but we have. Um, but you're well on your way. We're well on our way. We have. You know, possible with Mattel, you know, the licenses is always a yeah. cool thing. There's yeah. all kinds of different licenses that we could work with. Um, there's all kinds of, of um, development we could do with um, pushing pushing our, uh, what you call it, our SKUs. Yeah. Is what they call it. Yeah. So having more peripheral products yeah. that yeah. go with it. Yeah. Um, well, look at you talking like been, a businessman yeah, with those SKUs. Yeah, doesn't work. <laughs> doesn't work much farther than that. We, you know... That's awesome. Coincidentally, you asking that, we've had some meetings lately about really thinking about our core, our core values, yeah. and we've been reading a lot about it. And yeah. values that don't change no yeah. matter what—they're not based on the product. They're not based on anything more than what we actually hold dear. If we yeah. were to sell this company, if yeah. this company quit and we started a new company, we'd still have these core values. And and the biggest one for me is fun. Okay. Uh, fun and. Um, so the day it doesn't become fun is is we've done something wrong. Yeah, we're going exactly. Down the wrong if path. we're doing something and, and we're like, man, this isn't fun. Yeah. Why would we do it? Yeah. And that's you could say that why would you do that ever? But there's a lot of companies when you think about it who do things and you could ask the question, is yeah. it fun? No, it's not fun to make toilet paper. Yeah. Why is that fun? Yeah. You yeah. know, well, you yeah. need it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's so awesome. yeah, yeah, it's been a it's been a quite a journey and it feels like it's feels like it's still we still have a, a long way to go another mountain to go That's after awesome. this summit cool yeah well thanks Dan I appreciate you it bet. you bet alright thank you Hurry up darling open the drawer